started? Yes. Right ahead. Okay. All right. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, just want to say thank you to the Quick Lane Bowl. Want to thank the Detroit Lions, uh, the Ford family. Uh, just thank you for selecting the Minnesota Golden Gophers, our state of Minnesota, our university, uh, for allowing us to uh, play in the bowl game. Uh, I want to congratulate Paul Johnson. Two PJs up here. I don't think it goes by PJ, but two PJs up here. Then you throw John in here, and Alice, there's a lot of Johns going on. So uh, uh, just want to thank uh, congratulate Paul Johnson on a tremendous season. Not only that, just a tremendous career. Um, you know, you imagine how all things come together in your life. And my dad used to say, the rambling rep from Georgia Tech. That's all I used to say around the house, and uh, we lived in Chicago, so I'm not necessarily sure why you always say that, but, um, you know, uh, Coach Johnson has, a, has had a tremendous career. I still remember sitting and listening to Coach Johnson at the uh, coaches' convention. I think it was uh, when you spoke, you were the keynote speaker. I was one of those young coaches in the audience taking out as many notes as I can. Not necessarily about the triple option, but more of just the way he did things and uh, how he ran his program. So the deepest admiration from us. Uh, to you, just congratulate you on a tremendous career, and uh, congratulate you on being here. I uh, just want to thank our, our president, uh, Dr. Kaler, our athletic director, Mark Coyle, uh, just with everything they do. I want to thank our fans. I want to thank the state of Minnesota, our university, for all that they do. We're excited to be here. I uh, look forward to answering a lot of your questions. Uh, we do have the youngest team in America. It's uh, been fun to follow this team and watch this team grow and develop. I think you'll see close to, I think, eight freshmen starting on offense, maybe as much as five or six on defense uh, as we keep going forward. And, uh, you know, but that's what we said at the beginning of the year, what would happen. It's been fun to watch this team mature, end the year, uh, winning two out of three, one against Purdue, uh, who had a tremendous season as well, and then losing against um, Northwestern, who was a Big Ten West champs in a close game, and then finishing up and, and winning at Camp Randall uh, against Wisconsin, a really good Wisconsin team that was picked at the beginning of the year in the top four, and one of the playoff teams was picked. And, um, it was really good to be able to have that victory. Um, uh, we hadn't won in Camp Randall since 1994. Uh, I was 14 years old last time that happened. And uh, to be able to have uh, that victory and, and bring the ax back to the state of Minnesota was really exciting for our fans and for our university, and I know our band and our team. So uh, to be able to have that victory after 15 years of not winning that was a huge accomplishment for our players. So. Uh, we're very honored to be here. We love recruiting the state of Michigan, love being in Detroit, and uh, you know, just want to thank everybody for having us. Truly appreciate it. Okay. Well, good morning. Uh, again, let me start by thanking Quick Lane Bowl for inviting uh, Georgia Tech uh, and, and the people that forward the city of Detroit. Our, our program, our administration, and our football team is excited to be coming here to play in the game. Georgia Tech has a rich tradition of bowl games. I think they're one of the few schools that has played in almost every bowl game in America. And this will be our first trip here. Uh, so this will be something new for our program. And it's one that our players and fans and everybody in Atlanta is looking forward to. Uh, congratulations to PJ. They had a great finish to, to get bowl eligible and, and to be here. They've got a, a team that's fun to watch. I've started to break them down the last couple of days. Uh, and it, it ought to be a heck of a game. Uh, you know, it's uh, kind of a contrast to style, so it'll be interesting. But uh, we know it'll be a huge challenge in, in front of us. So looking forward to being here and look forward to answering any questions that people might have. I got Coach Johnson question for you. This goes back a ways. So former Detroit Lions head coach Bobby Ross won the 
UPI National Championship, I think, in 1990. Mm -hmm. What if you ever had any contact with them or? Yeah, I mean, I know Bobby when I was the head coach at the Naval Academy. Bobby was the head coach at West Point. West Point. So we played each other three, four times, and I've known Bobby through through the years. And uh, you know, he he gets back to Georgia Tech uh, usually once a year, and then he lives in I think he still lives in Lexington. And whenever we play Virginia Tech, uh, he's always at that game. When we play Blacksburg, we played there this year, so uh, I get to see him. You know, not often as we like, but, but he does come back around. PJ, uh, you, you mentioned how young your football team is. This is a question for both coaches. Just how important is this extra two weeks of practice, an extra game in the overall building of a program and the process throughout the year? Well, for us, it's not going to be real important. They're going to have a new coach. <laughs> <laughs> but for the young guys, obviously. <laughs> you know, I've always kind of looked at, at bowl games as more of a reward than another spring practice. Uh, it, you know, when we talk to our team about playing a bowl game, we, certainly our number one goal is to try to win the game. But I also want our team to enjoy it and have some fun. So we try to find that happy balance. Uh, you, you know, with preparation and practice and, and enjoying the trip and enjoying the bowl game. Uh, when I was a younger coach, I worked on staffs that uh, as, as a, not only players, but as a coach, you dreaded it. I mean, it was like going back into two-a-days and crap keeping the young guys out after the other guys went in. And, and none of those kids want to do that. You, you know, they want to come and, and play another team and have an experience and have fun. So, uh, you know, we'll get about 10 practices in, uh, which is plenty. That, that won't be the issue. If we lose the game, it'll be because Minnesota was better than us and played better than us. So, but we'll also be able to have some fun, and, and hopefully our guys can enjoy it. And it's a reward for the seniors. So uh, that's kind of the way we approach it. Yeah, similar in terms of I, I think people earn bowl games, right, and it's a reward. Uh, we've, we've started to practice. Um, you know, playing Georgia Tech, especially on defense, is a major challenge. Uh, not only just because of the players they have and the coaching they have, but the system and the style is different, and you change a little bit of your uh, defensive um, system to be able to stop the triple option and to be able to stop that type of scheme. So for us, we needed to get started a little bit earlier defensively because we have so many young players that we wanted to get some of those spring practices going to get them better in our own system. So when we actually do start uh, really kind of game planning and really zoning in on Georgia Tech, that um, the defense is going to change almost completely, which will help us a little bit, maybe a little bit, because they're, they're different systems. But we play Georgia Southern next year, so it'll at least get our guys' minds thinking of option football somehow, some way. And uh, uh, two different type of styles now, but similar that they can start thinking. And uh, so, But we, we need to get a lot of our young guys better. And <laughs> our coaching staff celebrated when we found out we were going to be bowl eligible because we knew how much work we have to do with our players. But again, our practices are very short, a lot shorter. I mean, our practices are basically an hour, maybe 55 minutes to an hour right now. I want them on the field, off the field. Um, we'll probably practice anywhere between 12 and 13 times total, using that this week as really Minnesota versus Minnesota, be able to get ourselves better. And then once we get into next week, we'll start to shift that focus a little bit more towards Georgia Tech. But as very similar to Coach Johnson in terms of it's a, it's a reward. You know, they've earned it. They've earned the right to, to be in a bowl game. And they need to have fun. And they need to be able to enjoy it. The last thing you want to do is have your players dread going to a bowl game. And um, 
On the other hand, we've got to get better, we've got to get better too. We just got to find that right balance to be able to do all of that and continue to get our work done. focus on this game is, is it's about the players, it's not about me and whatever everything I want to do, I want to do about the players. They're the, they're the ones who got here. Uh, they're the ones who won six of the last eight games. You, you know, it's uh, I'm sure that you'll think about it when it's over or maybe towards the end or whatever. Uh, but as I, I told somebody before, this is my 40th straight year of coaching without a break. And it's probably time for a break. That's kind of unheard of in this profession. Usually they take you out before then. So, or at least you have a break somewhere along the line. And uh, so I'll take a break and, and reevaluate. And who knows? If it's the last game, it's the last game. If, if I decide I can't live without it, and it may come back. It's like right now, I just, I don't know. I know that I'm going to take a year off and evaluate where I am. So, you know, hard to tell you how you're going to react. I, I don't know. Uh, both coaches, uh, Irvin Meyer, obviously decided to retire. Um, what well, are your thoughts on this decision? Well, being in the same league as him, and he's a legendary coach. What he's done on the football field is second to none, really, when you look at his record and what he's been able to do and accomplish. Um, I think as, as Coach Johnson said, you know, usually there's two types of coaches, coaches that have been fired and coaches that are going to be fired. And to be able to have somebody go out on their own terms, uh, I think that's how all coaches and, and Coach Johnson's uh, very blessed to be able to do that. I think he'd be able to tell you that. But as a head coach, when you decide that maybe it's time to be able to spend more time with your family or maybe stop, let's continue to keep that option open down the road. Uh, as Coach Johnson said, there's no breaks in this profession. And I think that's what's difficult for a lot of our families and maybe people who are around us that don't necessarily understand that. I still have family members that ask me, so when you're not playing games, like, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you here? The season's over. <laughs> and they, they don't understand the, the time commitment that we have and the time we spend away from our, our, our families. And it's, it's what we choose. We love to be able to be a part of education and, and teaching young people uh, not just the game of football, but now this is this is our, our game is turning into life coaches as well because of the way our our society is changing too, and the issues and the problems and the challenges and the opportunities these young people are facing in front of them every single day. So it is a 24-hour job, 365 days a week. There is no break, as Coach Johnson already said, and I'm sure when you know if he compared 40 years ago when he started to where he is now, the the type of break that's possibly needed is, is drastic. And, uh, you know, so I uh, just want to congratulate him on a tremendous career being in the same conference as him. I, I've had time to spend around him over the years. And, uh, you know, hats off to his career. Coach Johnson, i got a question. Just so over the years, if you've seen the way different regions play football, if that's changed, you know, the Big Ten used to be run only and all of that. I wonder if you've seen that, that change. It's okay. not such a regional world. Play yeah, football. let me answer that in just one second. I want to to add on to what, what he said is, uh, Susan and I have known Urban and Shelley for, gosh, a long time. Uh, one of my players is married to Urban's daughter, one of my former players, Corey Dennis. Uh, his daughter went to school at Georgia Tech. And uh, what he's accomplished uh, 
you know, as PJ said, is really amazing. And this is his second time stepping away. Uh, hopefully that uh, he can, can work through some of the issues he's having medically. And uh, who knows, he's still relatively young. If he can work through it, we might see him coaching again. I think that, uh, but, he, you know, he's not only done it at Ohio State, he did it at Florida, he did it at Utah, he's, he's done it at several schools. So uh, have the utmost respect for him as a coach, and, and we certainly, uh, you know, consider it uh, a pleasure to have spent time with, with he and Shelly. So I just wish him nothing but the best. Uh, the different regions with different styles, I, I'm probably a little bit different than most coaches. I, I don't know how many different styles there are. Uh, you, you know, people categorize what we do as different. That's okay. We're not much different than zone read teams. Uh, there's hardly a team in college football now that doesn't run some kind of an option at some point. Now, they don't run it like we do. Uh, it's different. Just like there are a lot of teams that are inside zone teams or outside zone teams, uh, I think that sometimes the weather can dictate a little bit how you play and that, that kind of thing. But uh, all in all, in, in my 40 years of coaching, it comes down to blocking and tackling and uh, doing the basics. Uh, you're not going to trick many people. You know, good players will be good plays. It's just kind of the way it is. And I think that if you're fundamentally sound and you can block and you can tackle and you can do those things, it's uh, a lot of different ways to be successful with scheme. I mean, you see teams that are successful that throw the ball. Uh, you see a lot of teams that are successful that don't throw the ball. I think it, it's just kind of whatever system you have and what system that you can develop that fits your personnel. And, uh, you know, there might be some speed differences by different regions, uh, size differences. Those things, I think, are more prevalent than, than maybe the, the style and, and the schemes. It's just my two cents. PJ, you're, you're obviously in a different spot than, than, than Paul in your career. You're building a program. Just how important is this as a next step? Didn't get to a bowl the first season, getting to a bowl, then obviously building on that moving forward. Yeah, we talk to our kids all the time about, you know, the next right step, you know, whether that's a workout, whether that's a, a week objective, or whether that's a season objective. And from where we were at the beginning of the year to where we are now, you know, we started the year, we lost six best players. And we knew going into the year that we couldn't lose anybody. We said, all right, if this team looks this way, I think we got a shot to be pretty good. On paper, you sat there and go, wow, we're young. But if these guys can stay healthy, we can still be somewhat experienced. Those six guys got hurt. And we lost them. And now we got so much younger so fast. So what we did, we, did, we just took one day at a time like we always do on a program. We call it row the boat, just one, just keep your oar in the water, just continue to go, continue to grow academically, athletically, socially, and spiritually. And our guys have continued to do that. And it's been fun to watch their growth uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. You know, when you're dealing with some freshmen, that's one thing. When you're dealing with the majority, almost all on offense, and all are freshmen, especially the trigger, the trigger guy. Right? And, and the running backs and the old linemen and the wideouts and the tight ends. And you're not only dealing with just the, just the physical part, you're dealing with the mental and emotional part of young people coming and adapting to college. Usually they have a few years before they have that pressure and that expectation of you've got to perform at a high level. 
But we recruited a lot of this class to be able to do that. And that was why a lot of them turned down other opportunities to come down to the University of Minnesota and, and play for us. So uh, I've just seen steady growth every single day. And, and it hasn't always been success. Uh, the growth, we define failing as growth. Failure is quit. They've just continued to fail enough to be successful at the end of the year to earn a bowl game. And uh, if I would have told you all the things that they failed at, it's just amazing. But, um, you know, we have the highest GPA in the history of the program. And uh, they just continue to find ways to be able to get better. And I think this team really enjoys being around one another. And I think that was one of the objectives we had when we first got here with what, with what was going on. We had to be able to connect this team, not divide this team. And, um, and that was uh, the challenge over the last two years. So we're exactly where we should be. People say, you ahead of schedule, you behind schedule. We're exactly where we should be, and we're exactly what we've earned. And uh, so we'll, we'll talk about next year when we get to next year. Coach Johnson, you've got a secret weapon on campus, the varsity. Would you explain that? And would you, uh, uh, um, do you take recruits there? Or? Yeah, the varsity is uh, kind of a drive-in. It's been a staple in, in Georgia and Atlanta. It's kind of famous uh, for the hot dogs and the onion rings and the frosted oranges. And, you know, you can't come to Atlanta without stopping in the varsity, but if you eat there more than once a month, you're probably not going to survive. You'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, be greased out. The, uh, but, it, no, we don't take recruits, but it is right up from our office. It's about a block. And, and uh, during the season, myself and a couple of the other coaches, uh, we've gotten too old and feeble to run every day, so we'll go walk. And we make sure that once every three or four weeks, we end up walking to the varsity. <laughs> and kind of killing while we're walking, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a neat place. And if you come to Atlanta, everybody probably ought to check it out. Uh, PJ, you mentioned uh, Georgia Southern on the schedule uh, next year. I think you had a game with them at, at Western and played the Air Force when you were there in the bowl game. Like, uh, just how challenging is? that offense not only to prepare for, but to just sort of mentally have your guys be able to, to drill it every day? Well, as Coach Johnson said, you know, they're, they're similar, but they're very different at the same time. And as he said, a lot of people have some type of option or some type of zone read. It's very similar. Now, the style he runs, Coach Johnson, is, is there's a lot of it, and there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, you almost have to, like I said, change your defensive scheme. Sometimes with some others that, that dabble in it, you don't have to change your scheme as much. You just have to be ready for it. Um, but, yeah, we, we do play Georgia Southern. And, uh, you know, I, I, I forgot who was, uh, who was talking to me, one of the, my head coaches in the past, and they said, listen, I got great advice for you. He said, do never, ever schedule Georgia Southern. <laughs> and, or that Paul Johnson guy. And here I am. Georgia Southern twice I've played uh, as a head football coach at Western Michigan. One time we went to Statesboro. I don't even know how I got out of Statesboro. Uh, it is one of the most difficult places to play I've ever seen. Um, and then they came to Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we lost in Statesboro. We won in Kalamazoo, and um, and and so now we play them again next year. So uh, in, in TCFX Stadium in Minnesota. So um, again, just uh, we're gonna have a lot of practice at it. And then when we played Air Force in the Idaho, uh, our famous Idaho Potato Bowl, um, again we we dealt with that as well. So. We have some experience, that's, that's what I'll say. We have some experience in being able to go back to our past of what we've been able to do, what was successful, what wasn't. So you do have four or five games to be able to draw from, so that, that is good. Coach Fleck, this is a return to Michigan for you. I mean, you spent a good amount of time here. You played at Ford Field. Um, 
with Western Michigan. Just on a personal level, getting picked to come to this bowl game, what does it mean to kind of make this little return back? Yeah, to this is really important. This is really important for our university. It's really important for our state. Um, just being in a bowl game, period. But to be able to do it in a place you recruit, a place where you lived, a place where your wife is from, my wife Heather is from uh, Michigan, and it's, it's a very special place. Uh, the high school football here is absolutely tremendous. Uh, I love recruiting the area. We had a few home visits last night, which was really nice to be able to tie that into even the event. Um, but it's, it's a very special place to me. It always will be. Uh, Kathy Beauregard at Western Michigan, uh, you know, you always have to have somebody take a shot on you. We're all up here because somebody believed in us somehow, some way. We're all where we are based on somebody else. It's not because of just us. And uh, Kathy Beauregard at Western Michigan University, um, you know, changed my life forever. Uh, she took an opportunity on a young 31, 32-year-old NFL wide receiver coach with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that she thought could really do something special with her program. And uh, going back and looking at those opportunities we had uh, at Western Michigan, taking that team from 1-11 and to 13-1 and and going to the Cotton Bowl and having those experiences with, with not only the players there, but but the town, you know, and you, you remember all those things. You know, we were up here talking about Urban Meyer earlier. He was at Bowling Green and Utah and Florida and then Ohio State. It's, it's those places, it's the players, but it's those towns too. And you have those connections not only with that town and that city forever for the rest of your life, but uh, as well as the entire state. So it was really good to get back into Michigan yesterday recruiting plus being at the bowl game here because uh, everybody was talking about it, which was really nice. Coach Fleck, um Take a moment to reflect on uh, President Bush passing because he always talked about uh, Heim Stadium in Kalamazoo as being important to him. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I didn't know President Bush uh, at all, but I will say, you know, I mean, when you, when you, we talk to our players all the time about people, right? Our, our country is about people. And, um, you know, however people feel about their different uh, views on our country, we're talking about people, right? Talk about the leader of our country and person that sacrificed a lot for, for all of us to be able to be here, as well as our servicemen and women on a daily basis of what they do. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a national uh, uh, day of sorrow and uh, of mourning um, when any time you lose a president. So, uh, you know, we're just, uh, you know, all of our thoughts and, and prayers uh, are with not only our nation, but, but with the Bush family as well. PJ, what makes Tyler Johnson? Uh, Tyler Johnson, our wide receiver, uh, number six, you know, he's got so much better. I think he's become such a better route runner. You know, when we first got here, we knew he was going to be a good player, but it, he needed to do a lot of things. He needed to be able to uh, sharpen his game, and that's what I think Matt Simon, our wide receiver coach, has done a tremendous job of doing. Uh, I think Tyler's way more dedicated. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a tremendous student of the game. Uh, his route running, his core strength, understanding leverage, understanding center of gravity, understanding how to become an elite route runner, how to be able to create the separation, create the space. It's not just, it's not just catching the football. It's about being in a position where you can do that and give yourself the best chance to do that. So I think that's where he's grown the most. I think his leadership is getting better, and it's at a point where you, know, you, you want to see him completely take over the football team as he continues to grow and becomes more comfortable with that role. We don't have many seniors on our football team, I think. Maybe you'll see maybe four of them play or, or be in the, the two deep with our seniors. And, um, so we rely on a lot of our young guys leading. We always have game day captains. And I can't tell you how many, day, how many days, whether it was a junior, sophomore, freshman, were our game day captains. So Tyler's really grown up. And uh, you know, we expect uh, really big things from him as he continues to go on a daily basis. But tremendous individual, uh, wonderful young man.
Okay, everybody, uh, thanks for coming. Uh, we're going to have both Coach Johnson and Coach Fleck over here to the side very briefly.